Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the largest show that is recorded in our car. Salty and Spice with you. It's the 3BY Podcast, and we are again on the road, heading out for an event on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. We're going to do a little work at an event. That's what one of the things we do. So, welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk about something that will... Uh, in a sense, border on politics a little bit. But we're going to stay strictly away from the political end of things. Except for a brief analysis of what I think a current trend is. Now, our one confirmed political stance at 3BY is we are pro-Second Amendment. Period. End of... That's just it. We all are. All the staff members... Every one of us own firearms. We're all firearms people. And we believe that it is, you know, I, I can read the Constitution just fine, and I see what it says in the Second Amendment. So that's our one political stand, and we're, we're not, we're not going to apologize for being pro-Second Amendment. So... But it is what it is. We're looking and at a flood. I'm looking at a flooded farm field that really isn't shouldn't be flooded. But oh. anyway, driving down the road, beautiful sunny day, and uh, right now as we're recording this, I don't know when it'll air, but right now when we're, as we're recording this, we're not too horribly long past the most recent school shooting in Florida. And in this school shooting. The uh, perpetrator used an AR-15 where the kid legally purchased it. Interesting to note, though, uh, for all the people who are clamoring about banning quote-unquote high-capacity magazines, which they aren't high-capacity, they're normal capacity, but high-capacity magazines, the kid in Florida did not use quote-unquote, high-capacity magazines. He used 10-round magazines. That's just an FYI. So the whole you limiting the amount of damage that can be done, well, maybe not so much. Now, there's more of an argument that can be made for the Los Angeles shooter, the guy with the bump stocks, who just sprayed a large concert crowd for a long time. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. And he was using, he was actually, I believe, if I recall correctly, using high-capacity magazines, 100-round magazines. Now, there's no way you can justify that for not being a high-capacity magazine, because 100 rounds is a lot of bullets. So, took a drink of my energy libation. You can hear about that in a different story we have on 3BY. (laughs) But... um, so we're, gonna, we're here to talk today about some alternatives. If things go south and the availability of AR-15s and similar guns, AK-47s, becomes difficult. Now, there's two, two things we need to look at on that side from the political aspect of it. And again, I'm not going to talk about the rights and wrongs or anything like that. I'm just going to talk about what I see out there is that there are several states that are moving to strengthen bans or implement bans that are already existing. 
and or bringing bands into it to make the ownership and or transfer of guns with certain aspects illegal. I have not read a confiscation ban. That one that would be hard. But I've seen the transfer bans being talked about. Now, here's the thing. Some of the stuff they talk about is it's just patently ridiculous. My favorite one of the for my favorite thing about the assault weapons ban that that was done in uh, the Bill Clinton era was one of the features they banned was the sale of guns with bayonet mounts. Think about that. I worry about bayonet charges every day. I, I mean, I really. <laughs> when's the last time you've heard of of somebody getting involved in a mass bayoneting? Where do they come up with this stuff? Bayonets look scary. The pistol grip. Yeah, because it's a grip. Because, yeah, because it's... You might be able to hold on to a gun if you had... A pistol grip. Yeah, well, the people writing the legislation don't know a heck of a lot about what they're writing the legislation about, so they just go for things that look scary. I've never actually used a bump stock, but frankly, I think they look like the... Best way to miss your target <laughs> and spend more time changing magazines than you need to for effective shots that I've seen in a long while. I think they would degrade the effectiveness, I'm guessing. The uh, a local, a friend of mine, a local gun store owner, the guy we shop with all the time, had something funny to say about bump stocks. He said two things. One, I love them because I sell more ammo because people have them. <laughs> and two, the only actual real use for a bump stock that I've ever come up with is they make a lot of fun at a bachelor party. <laughs> but other than that, they, they're not very useful. I have a friend who goes out after Easter every year <laughs> and slaughters the uh, Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Uh, she just she has fun with that. I mean, she <laughs> blows them to smithereens. Since the goal is not actually efficiency but rather just making a heck of a noise and a big explosions of shell fragments and those those cheap uh, do- uh, chocolate easter egg bunnies the hollow ones yeah oh, they, she, they blow up real good they blow up real good <laughs> just so you know and if they say milk chocolate flavored that's probably the best use for them yes because ugh. if you can't actually call it milk chocolate you're doing something wrong anyway pressing right along yeah <clears throat> so you know you've got the things that that the gun grabbers stupidly look for. And again, I'm Second Amendment. This is our this is our one political stance. So, you know, if you don't like it, well, that's too bad. Like a pistol stock. Like a flash hider. Like needing to use a bullet to do disassembly. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I've I've always found some of this stuff is just okay. ri- just ridiculous. But sooner or later, it will probably happen, certainly in some jurisdictions. Right. That your ability to buy AR-15s and similar kinds of weapons does effectively decrease. Right. And today is about alternatives to fill the same basic mission. Even if it becomes totally impossible to get a semi-automatic firearm that can... Hold a magazine that is larger than 10 rounds, which is the goal. 
Because even even a gun like the Ruger Mini 14, which was not under the assault weapons ban, and is every bit as deadly as an AR-15. Every bit. I mean, you get a 30-round magazine for it, just fine. It's the same bullet. It's coming out the same length barrel. It's, I mean, there's just no functional difference between a Mini-14 and an AR-15. They have different stocks, different styles, but functionally they're the same gun. But even then, if it's if they ban them, you're gonna have you're gonna have options you're gonna look at. So let's talk about them. Everybody's first thought always goes to the old SKS. The SKS back in the day of the assault ban, SKSs were dirt cheap. I mean, dirt cheap. Are you sitting down? She's sitting down. Are I'm you sitting, sitting down? down? I'm in the car. It was 1991, 92, something like that. I uh, went into my local gambles store, which I ought to tell you how long ago this was. And he had a rack of guns. All these old hardware stores had a rack of guns. And on that rack of guns, he had a military surplus SKS in pristine condition. I mean, this gun looked brand new. And he always kept one or two cheap guns in the store. And it is a 1953 Tula Arsenal Russian SKS. I think it's a 53. Oh, hold me on. I think it's, I've got a lot of guns, but I think that one's a 53. It's a Russian. It's a Tula. Um, it's got the milled receiver on it, unlike the later Chinese stamped ones. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it's in that. I don't know if they all have stamped receivers. I, I'm getting that mixed up. Anyway, sorry. I was driving through a town. Rescind to that one. It, but it does have a. It has a really. I nice, appreciate him paying attention to things when he's driving. I was towns. actually driving there for a minute. I was thinking about the AK-47 thing. I was thinking. Sorry, but anyway, it's a beautiful gun, gorgeous gun, sixty-nine bucks out the door. Standard stock, standard ten-round internal magazine, stripper clips. I bought that, and then I bought. Oh, what was it? Uh, a spam can of. Comblock, corrosive, 7.62 by 39 ammo to shoot through it. And you know what? I had a lot of fun with that gun and that cheap ammo. 69 bucks. How far? Yeah. What's that gun today? $500, $600. Because you can't buy them in America anymore. There's zillions of these SKSs. Well, you can, but you they can't import them into America anymore. Let me rephrase that. You can buy them, but you can't afford them. There's zillions of these SKSs, but they are ridiculously expensive today. I mean, I'm seeing the Yugo versions with the grenade launcher junk on the front of them are $400. They're a good gun, but they got the grenade launcher junk. And then recently, they were able to uh, several of the importers were able to come up with some really old and beat to snot Chinese versions that sold for about $300 for an old beat-up gun. What makes this gun different than the AK-47 
is the standard version. Now, they did make a, a version that had a removable magazine, but the standard version does not have a removable magazine. It has a 10-round internal magazine. Now, you can get aftermarket magazines for it. And I, I have had some of those. I never really liked them. You could get them. Why, why didn't you like them? Uh, I found them difficult to insert, difficult to pull out, and they tended to jam a lot. And uh, my biggest thing about firearms is when I pull the trigger, I want them to go bang. I think that's a reasonable yeah, thing. Yeah, if you need it, you kind of do. But anyway, it's an option for people who are concerned about having firearms that are less likely to be banned, the SKS. In Canada, these things are still sold for a song because they can get them from China. They don't have that import ban. Of course, the United States is not going to... I mean, they're not going to do away with that import ban. If they did, I'd tell everybody to go out and buy several SKSs if we can get them back down to $150 or less. Go buy several. All right, that's an option. What are the other options of thing, guns that are probably unlikely to be banned? Well, there's a lot of higher-end semi-automatic options out there. The Browning automatic rifle and its descendants. But those can be really expensive. And depending on the gun, it could fall under the ban if it, it depends on how it, how the uh, how the magazine situation works. Uh, it depends on the ban, too. I mean, uh, the, the Ruger Mini 14 may or may not fall under any ban. If you're going to ban an AR-15, you should definitely ban a Mini 14. I mean, they, they just the same same effectiveness. Doesn't mean they will, of course. Doesn't mean they will, of course. So what else is out there? Well, my first thought would be to go with something along the lines of a Henry Big Boy in pistol caliber. And before you just go, eh, you know, you think about this for a minute. You get it in one of the big magnums. Like just take a forty-four magnum, for example. You get one of these Henry Big Boys. And you've got, a, depending on the model, you get a 16 or 20-inch barrel. And you get a forty-four magnum shell coming out of that barrel. You're talking about a gun that for short-range work, 150 yards or less is a devastating weapon. Because that 44 Magnum round is the real deal. Even a 357 Magnum round is a real deal. Recoil is virtually non existent. You keep it on target. It's a gun you can scope. You have 10 shots uh, in rapid fire. The problem becomes then you're pretty much done. Reloads are not instantaneous. They take a while. But welcome to the world of bands. You know, this is what you're dealing with. You can reload an SKS with a stripper clip, and you can do it pretty fast, but you have to be pretty well practiced at it. You know, when you're talking about a 10-round magazine, non-detachable magazine, it's going to limit you. But I personally think, you know, that's a pretty good option. Now, we don't own one of those at the moment. 
Um, thinking about getting one. I've got a nice big store credit. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, it's, he's it's, been spied eyeing one pretty hard lately. To <laughs> the point change. where I'm handing one to Spice and saying, what do you think? She actually, what do and you think? And it's a Henry. And I, I just think Henrys are sweet. They feel good. And did you like that? I did. She, I'll be If I get one, I'll get the 357 Magnum because I have a lot of 357 Magnum. And, you know, I don't need to add another type of ammunition to collect. Yeah. Limiting calibers is an important part of our strategy here so you know that's an option of course any bolt action gun is an option uh it's just not you know it's not going to be as quick as what you might be used to another option is the m1 garand uh we want a world war with this gun our firepower with the M1 Garand was way beyond what everybody else in the world at the time had with their troops. The Russians had a lot more and more effective submachine guns, but a submachine gun is not a Garand. You, you don't have the range. You don't have the, I mean, you're shooting a much smaller bullet. I uh, can rapid fire. You don't have the accuracy. The M1 Garand, and heck, you know, they're, they're out there. They're expensive, but they're out there. You also have the M1 uh, Springfield, which is the basically a, the M1A, which is a version of the M14. But then again, you get into the removable magazine. But the Garand has a, has a clip, and this is actually a clip. Unlike most magazines, <laughs> the M1 clips are actually clips. And you've got a clip full of bullets that you shoot through, and then you, it, the last one fires, it pops the clip out. You drop a new clip in it. So reloads are pretty fast. And the big advantage of having a Garand, for example, is that it has, not only does it have fast reloads, it's an extremely accurate rifle. It's a battle-tested rifle. And it is a rifle that carries a massive round you it, it delivers the goods that was when u.s military strategy was still kill them all i believe yeah that's a big big round that it shoots and big fan of the m1 grand we don't own one but i'm a big fan of them and if anybody needs to uh, go with the kind of more Communist answer of a Mosin. We've got a few. Yeah, yeah. Anybody need to borrow a Mosin? We've got a few. <laughs> you know, you got the old mil, mil sup surplus guns like the Mosins and the the Mausers and stuff like that. But the bolt action guns. This will tell you. This is a war game. I play war games. Okay, and this is a war game. There's a war game that's literally called Bolt Action. It's a great game. Uh, if you love to play miniature games, Bolt Action is the bomb. It is the one to play for the historical miniatures. I play, you can play it in multiple scales. I happen to play mine in uh, 28 millimeter. And in Bolt Action, the rules favor the Americans in infantry simply because everybody else um, is much more limited in the, way, in the uh, speed that they can shoot. Because they have bolt-action rifles. The Americans, however, 
have garands, so they can shoot twice as much. And they can shoot on the shoot and move, whereas others are limited in that. So it's represented even the game designers realize that the Americans had a firepower advantage with that M1 Grand. That's an option. You know, I think a lot of people kind of oversell the AR and they oversell the way the need for having uh, a thousand rounds strapped to your chest and being able to, you know, mass chain uh, magazine after magazine. You know, I... We personally have a equivalence to the AR-15, and we actually do have the ability to do that. And, you know, it is a prep. But, you know, it's one of those deals where I, I really question how many times it's going to be. You, know, you, can, you can prep without it. You can prep if you have to. You can use one of these alternatives. Probable answer on how many times we would need that? None in our lives ever. But probable answer. Probably. Now, but, certainly, certainly, I am opposed to banning them, and I've I've owned AR-15s off and on for many years. Had one for me until I just like the Tavor much better, so yeah. I have the Tavor now. But you probably yeah we we switched over to the X-95 the Tavor. So, just because the bullpup fits her better. Yeah. Same exact firepower as the AR-15. We got a podcast review on that one. Two thumbs up. Right. So, there's that. Okay? I think one more um, consideration in the purchase of guns. If you're considering both guns and the idea that guns may, certain guns may be banned, is, is it a reasonable, uh, is it a reasonable thing to do to purchase guns with the thought that this is a gun that is extremely unlikely to ever be banned. I think it is. What are, what are some of these kind of guns? Guns that are extremely unlikely to be banned. Okay. Number one, semi, or a non-semi-automatic shotgun, a pump shotgun. Very unlikely to be banned. Uh, deer rifles, bolt action rifles with out interchangeable mag well bolt action rifles just flat out a good accurate deer rifle in a caliber that is a appropriate for game in North America now <laughs> you know there's talk in New Jersey about banning 50 caliber rifles why well, nobody needs a 50 caliber rifle do you know how many people have been killed in the United States on purpose, murdered in the United States over the last 50 years with a 50 caliber rifle. Exactly none. Not one. What now, few people know is that the real drive to ban 50 calibers 
It's coming from the grizzly bears, guys. It's coming from the moose. Their lobby. I'm going to throw something out here, and I'm going to tell you where the real... This fat was funny, by the way. (laughs) But I'll tell you where the real drive is. The real drive is, is coming from people who realize that, you know, it's dangerous for them personally to have a gun that can shoot them from half a mile away. Period. That is where the drive is coming from. And also, it's a mil- quote-unquote military round, and it's one that you could ban without actually impacting anybody. Because nobody who owns a Barrett, you know? I'd love I know to. a couple of gun stores who have one sitting around is so the guys can come in and pet it and ooh and ah over it, but nobody ever actually buys them. Yeah, I, I know one gun store's had one sitting for three years in it. And everybody loves it, but you can't give it away. Because what are you going to do with one? Oh, come on. If they tried to give it to you, you'd take it. You're darn right it would. <laughs> but me, I don't want a 50. No. Re- revolvers. Revolvers. Now, if you have um, revolvers, you're, you're pretty safe from it being banned, unless they flat-out ban all handguns, which, you know, places have done. But a revolver is a uh, gun that's very unlikely to be just out-and-out banned, unless there's a complete... Can all of them be speed-loaded, or...? No. Not all of them can be speed loaded. Now, you can get revolvers that are designed to be very quick to, to load with a speed loader. And you can really get one of those loaded pretty quick. The, the round limitations on revolvers generally, not always, six. But you can always, if you're in the need to do some really uh, volume level of shooters, you can always do the New York Reload. The New York Reload is what mobsters used to do in New York and gangs used to do in New York. And the way you would do a New York Reload is you'd have two bags. A bag on your left side and a bag on your right side. You'd reach down into the bag on your right side, which is full of a whole bunch of revolvers. You'd pull one out, you'd empty it, and then you'd drop it into the bag on your left side, reach down, and grab another revolver. That's called a New York Reload. Yeah, I can really visualize myself needing that, but I'm just saying that's what they did. That's a yeah. that's a real thing. Mobsters did that. How about those uh, rifles that are revolver rifles? Yeah, okay. They look kind of orky to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I toyed around with the idea of buying one of those. The uh they had one that was the um basically a revolver version of a judge or a carbine carbine version of a judge but i just never could you know it would shoot uh, 45 long colt or 410 shells and they fixed the uh the problem with revolvers in rifles tending to blow people's fingers off from the hand placement by putting a blast shield on it. The problem basically is this. When you have a revolver, you need to make sure as you fire it to keep your hand behind where the revolving area, the cylinder, 
and the barrel meet because there's a gap. And in that gap, all kinds of crud can blow out that blow out the gap. You'll Burning get crap. gas, you'll get powder, you can even get bullet fragments. Incompletely combusted powder getting into your skin and then finishing its combustion does not sound to me like a great time. So you, yeah, saying? exactly. So you have to keep your hand back, and you don't want to stand next to somebody who's firing a revolver or have them right, you know, so that you're behind the barrel but in front of where the cylinder is. You know, with the only exception I know to this rule is my beloved uh, Nagant revolver, <laughs> where the actual cylinder goes up and engages with the barrel. It, beloved is not the expression I would use. <laughs> fond of it in the way you're fond of that really insane, quirky little thing you got one year for Christmas that you admire a whole lot but never actually want to use because just no. <laughs> yeah. Shoot once, reload all week. That's <laughs> ah, right. There it is. Yeah, and it's... uh. It, the tr- the trigger pull on that gun was more than my scale yeah. measure. And my scale measure is 20 pounds. It's right up there with brace both feet and pull with both hands as far as trigger pull goes. Totally silly. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I love the old thing. I have a lot of fun with it. But, so, yeah, well, those are some options. Shotguns are a very good option for short range, but they're not that good for long range. So, Especially if you tend to like your weaponry to come and go. Like you change your mind about what you want or you, you like to uh, trade things off and you end up getting new stuff in. That, to me, would up the value of having something that was unlikely to be banned. Yes. If you're more of a get it and keep it forever, then I might think more about getting stuff that's unlikely or that's more likely to be banned while it's available. Right. Now, now I could be being paranoid here, but with all the registration one has to do to buy firearms today, I am certain some of the mentality behind that is so they can, if they ever decide they do want to make people turn in guns, They'll be able to uh, produce evidence that you bought one, right? and here's what you bought, and we don't have any record of you transferring it, so... Well, you know, because there wouldn't be if you sold it to a private party. Yeah, but I th- I think they're moving to make those the private sales as illegal as possible to uh, increase are. their ability to trace... They are. ...who has what. And, and when they do... It's like registering for the draft. When you make people register for a draft, the reason you're doing it is you... Want it to be easy and convenient for you when you actually want to draft people. Right. And so, you know, this is the road we're on. I don't know whether we will live to see the day when there are a confiscation. I don't know. I can't, I can't see it, but it's possible, I suppose. But I do believe in the next few years... And without going into politics, but I do believe in the next few years, we are going to see probably a permanent, quote-unquote, assault rifle ban. And this one won't have a 10-year limit on it. I do believe we're going to see it. So if you want your AR-15, you need to get it now. Like right now. Just go buy one. 
They're available. They're still cheap. If you I want bet they're not get, as cheap as they were a month ago. You know, and they're not as available as they were a month ago. The, the rack at our local gun been, store was a lot more bare last week than it was a month before that. We've been preaching on this for months now. You know, go get it. It's now available. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. If you're going to get it. The best AR-15 way to, or best gun that you're ever going to replace an AR-15 with, with a, uh, if it becomes illegal to buy and sell them, is the AR-15 you buy now. Because you'll already have what you want. Okay? I'm not a believer that everybody needs one, but hey, if you decide you do, or you just want one, you can get them now. And most importantly, if you want to sell or buy 30-round magazines, get everything you're ever going to want to own now, right now. They're not traced in most places. I think maybe, who knows, some places they do. Now, some places it's already illegal to own them. You know, in many states it's illegal to own a 30-round magazine. But if if it's legal in your state... Buy them now. Don't wait. They're available and they're the normal price. You can effectify them cheap. You can get them cheap. And don't be that guy. I remember the last time when there was real serious talk under the Obama regime about uh, getting that ban implemented, and it looked like it might happen. I mean, I saw people paying $50, $60, a magazine for a Magpul mag that normally sells for 12 bucks. I actually sold a bunch of the ones I had for ridiculous money. Which was kind of the point. He saw them really, really cheap at one yeah, point got really, really cheap. bought a whole load of them. And I'm like, but why? We couldn't conceivably ever need this many. And he told me why. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Then when, the, when it came up, he had some people come to him asking if he had any he could part with. And I did. I had them new in the... New in the shrink, or in the wrap. It's not really shrink, it's new in the wrap. So, there you are. Okay, so there's a few alternatives. If you have any, uh, any other ideas, now we've kind of stayed mostly away from from uh, handguns, because that's a real sticky wicket in itself. Because, I mean, if you have a handgun, no matter what the gun is, if it has a removable magazine, it's all semi-automatic. Okay, almost all semi-automatic handguns yeah. have a... Except the old historicals. Uh, yeah, I can't personally even think of a semi-automatic that doesn't have a removable magazine. Yeah. But if they all do, then they all have the potential to have a larger capacity magazine. You know, even a gun like a uh, uh, High Point. Potentially, you can have, even though it comes with less than, less or 10 rounds or less, actually, no, what most of them are. I know the one I have is a, is less than 10 rounds. I have the the C9. You can buy 15-round magazines for it. They're crap. Excuse my expression, but they're just junk. They're absolute garbage. It but you can buy them. A little fun playing around with the larger capacity magazines for the handguns a time or two, but don't like them, wouldn't use them. Yeah, they I make mean, the whole thing much we've more got clunky a few, to move around. We've got a few Glock joysticks. Yeah. Know? Which are silly and a little fun at the range, but... Oh, I am planning on picking up, just for fun, 
I'm planning on picking up a sub 2K, a Caltech sub 2K, sub 2000, uh, with a 9mm Glock carbine. Because I think it'd be an excellent bug out, bug out gun. Because it folds flat. If we do that, we'll do a, you know, we'll do a thing on it. So that's on my list because they're very inexpensive and they use Glock 17 magazines. I use a Glock 17 as my main carry when I'm open carrying. So there's a thought. The key part of this whole thing is consider now. And I think it's important that if you want to have several survival guns, you have at least one or two guns that are just not likely to be banned. Because, I mean... Even if you don't turn your gun in, you're not going to be able to take it out and shoot it in public if there's a man on them. And they're really more effective if you know how to use them. That's right. Somebody and with a, a weapon that doesn't know how to use it properly is a danger to people around them when they pull it out, no matter their intent. That's right. So, anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up. So, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>